This is Being Dead Serious, and this week's episode is H.H. Holmes and his murder castle. Hello, my strangey strangers. Oh, that's a new one. Yes, this is Ricky. And this is Nick. And we are Being Dead Serious, the podcast that brings you stories of the strange and unusual. Keep changing it. <laughs> we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. How's we're it just, going? We're just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's going. We both have a little bit of some allergies going on because, Michigan. yay, <laughs> and getting old sucks. It does. Uh, so we probably sound a little congested, which is very true. Um, I thought my soul left my body this evening when I swear I sneezed about 20 to 30 times in a row. And unfortunately, I was not here to experience it. That sucked. I felt like I ran a marathon afterwards and I wanted to lay down. <laughs> I, I Again, sorry I missed it. <laughs> you, <laughs> because you hold your sneezes. I do. Like, I just sneezes. let it go. I sneeze and I people across the street are wondering who's shouting. You have an old man I have sneeze. The, I've had it my entire life, so it's been, it's been fun. You were destined to be an old man. But you've got the pinched off. It's true, I do. Sneeze. So yeah. I can't imagine 20 of those in a row. It would sound like a, a I'm surprised my back didn't give out. <laughs> that's an actual worry oh, all right so this week we're going to talk about hh H. holmes yes but what did we learn last week wow what was it dude the bell witch the bell witch it was the bell witch yeah and her crazy antics and him singing uh, oh i got better yeah <laughs> broadway musical given uh that, that was definitely interesting yes uh this week we're going for something a little more rooted in history but not as much as you might think normally when we do these episodes uh the other person doesn't really necessarily know a whole lot about the topic that we're going to discuss yeah so for instance when i do the research and tell the story for the week or the episode of the week nick usually has no idea what it's about i might know a little something but yeah generally i'm kind of left in the dark and we kind of think it helps helps the story it kind of gives it the way some of you might feel when you're hearing something yeah, for the first and it's, time it's real like you know the other person is experiencing the story at the same time you are and it's nice to hear the other person maybe ask the same questions that you're thinking when you're listening exactly. it's that's the way we like it and that's how we usually do it this week however i kind of wanted to do something a little different and have ricky watch a documentary that was relatively new. I was going to say probably made in the past 12 years about H.H. Holmes and his murder castle. Yeah, because I actually didn't know much at all about yeah, it until I, I, I watched Yeah, I watched something probably 12, 15 years ago about it in a psychology class because it was one of the things we did every couple of weeks was looked at a new serial killer. H.H. Uh, Holmes is touted as being the first serial killer. But... We'll cover that later. In American history. In American history. Right. Now, tell me what you remember of H.H. Holmes from what we watched. Cover as much as you want. Feel free to just... Just go balls to the walls. Go, and I will kind of interject with So what I remember is Mm H.H. Holmes was a doctor. Yeah. He he he, had his doctor's license. Yes. He he barely passed school. Mm -hmm. Um, He was selling corpses to the school okay to, yep. to have them study it pretty close so far yeah and he kind of got numb to seeing dead bodies all the time uh-huh. 
and he wanted to always be involved like in this quick rich scheme and yeah. so he would start doing things a little more intense and then start killing other people and life insurance and there was this like whole murder mansion type thing mm-hmm. and i mean just do you remember any details about the mansion at all it was like a maze it was okay. like a fun house uh-huh where I had a lot of questions about that, and I don't know if I should ask that now or just ask it later. We can cover it in a little bit. But okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like where this is going. Okay. This is going to be great. Because I was like, eh, this, this is a little strange. Okay. Okay, what else? Um, This was late at night, and I was medicated. So <laughs> The best kind. The best kind. Um, they, they eventually found him mm-hmm. or... They they arrested him, but it wasn't for murder. No, it wasn't. It was for embezzlement? No, but we'll cover that. Okay. And then that's all I remember. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. That's a good start. Okay, good. Because we'll, we'll cover a lot of that, and then we'll actually talk about the other stuff. Oh, I like this. So. Nick has been very excited about this episode, I really by the have. Way. And I have to say right up front... Um, I am not going to be able to cover all of the information that is part of the story because it would literally take probably about 20 episodes to go through it all. So just like the Bell Witch. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. There's so much information on this story. Crazy. And a lot of it is stuff that we've all seen, or not all of us, uh, have watched in the documentaries. As a matter of fact, if you haven't watched anything about H.H. H. Holmes, pause the podcast, go watch for 45 minutes to an hour about H.H. H. Holmes. Come back. You won't regret it. That's crazy to me that you're asking people to research it I am. first. Just, I mean, just literally go pick up any anything on TV when you Google it into Amazon Prime or whatever and you type in H.H. Holmes. Watch any one of them. Okay. And it'll make this so much cooler if you watch it first. If not, you're still going to be like, whoa. Cool. So it's up to you. If you want to, we'll be Buckle here when you get back. up or infrared. So... H. H. Holmes was born May 16th, 1861, as Herman Webster Mudgett in New Hampshire, Gilmanton, New Hampshire, to Levi, that was his dad, and his mom was Theodate Mudgett. Oh, that's a Which new is one. an interesting name, and that'll come back. Uh, he was the middle of five kids. He had an older brother and sister and a younger brother and sister, so he was the... Literally in the middle. Literal middle, middle child. Um, according to, okay, this is kind of, kind of torn. So I'm going to go through with the, the history that is known first, and then we'll come back and visit the stuff. Okay. His dad was an abusive alcoholic who would beat the children and often knock them out with chloroform. Oh. Um, so that's where he got his start. Apparently he was kind of bullied a lot. Okay. Um, not the dad, Herman. Well, yeah. Um, and one of the things the bullies did when he was younger to scare him, because he was scared of the doctor's office, he just kind of freaked him out. So they shoved him in there and locked the door, and he had to be in the room with one an actuated skeleton mm, right. that was hanging, hanging up. But instead of freaking him out, he was fascinated by it and how everything worked together and fit and how the bones were. Oh. And that kind of stuck with him. So he ends up finishing school at the age of 16, and he, and he ends up being kind of like a teacher in some of the nearby areas in Gilmanton and also nearby he's, he has, uh, helps as a teacher and helps the, helps the doctor that, um, so he get the doctor's, a, a doctor's I think it was Dr. White, I think is his name. 
Um, yeah. So he's teaching. He's doing his thing. At 17, he secretly marries Clara Lovering and doesn't tell his parents about it. They don't tell their folks about their the fact that they're married until like a year later. But the reason they do that is because, surprise, she's pregnant. Uh, okay. And Robert Lovering Mudgett is born. So after school, they're married. He's got a kid. His wife basically sends him to medical school. He ends up going to the University of Vermont. Didn't like it as much and decided he was going to go to good old U of M, University of Michigan. No kidding. Yep. Um, where he was an average student. He, he liked it better there than he did at uh, University of Vermont. A couple little anecdotes about his time there. He had a nickname for his smell. He, apparently smell? he didn't smell very good. Oh. And his nickname was Smegma. Smegma? Yes. If you don't know what that is, kids, don't use your parents' stuff to look it up. Oh, no. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was there at school where he, this is the cool, one of the coolest things I discovered in this, in the whole thing was he got into a fist fight with his roommate over, if you were going to fist fight somebody over something, what do you think would be over? Give me some examples. Back would it in, be me personally? Back in the 1880s, what a man would fight another man over? A woman. No. Mustache wax. Oh, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> the most Victorian-ass thing yeah, to get in a fistfight about. Um, so, yeah, so he gets in a fight with his roommate over mustache wax, and it's just one of those things that I had to include because it's really like, just, what the fuck? He also is said at this time, he uh, started, this is when he started getting into the whole grave robbing thing, quote-unquote, supplying bodies to the school. It was never... Re- 100% confirmed or denied if he actually did this, but he did live near the cemetery. Okay. Like, it was on Cemetery Road. I think it was like 15 Cemetery Road in Ann Arbor. This is also where him and his wife started getting not so happy with each other, so they started fighting a lot, and she ended up moving back to New Hampshire while he stayed and finished his schooling. From there, he ended up bouncing around between, like, New York and Pennsylvania. He had a couple odd jobs, and apparently this is where... Some of the first murders he did happened, but the details are spotty. Okay. Uh, they're not, again, these are, there's a lot of, this is 100, over 100 years ago. So details aren't always accurate. Right. But there was two younger, I think one of them was a young boy in New York and a young boy in Pennsylvania. with, And they were just quoted as suspicious dis- disappearances. So after he finishes those two places, he ends. this is when he moves to Chicago in 1886. And he changes his name to Henry Howard Holmes. So from here on out, we're going to call him Holmes or HH because his name is no longer Herman Webster Mudgett. He's changed his name. He gets a job at a a local drugstore under the employ of Dr. Holton. Apparently, supposedly, old man Holton was in bad health. Dr. Holton was in bad health. And Holmes is like, you know what? I'm taking it. So he kills the Dr. Horton, and then his wife becomes disappeared. And Holmes takes over the pharmacy. It's, it's just mind-boggling how back in back in the day you could do shit like this and nobody oh, would question anything. It gets better. So he's he's working this pharmacy and he decide he uh while he's working here, he's he starts building what's gonna become the house. 
the mansion across the street from where this pharmacy is. This is also when he marries Murda Belknap. You're thinking, wait a minute. He's married to Clara. Yeah, but under a different And you'd be name. right. He is married to Clara. Uh-huh. Um, he did apparently file for divorce with Clara, citing infidelity on her part. But the case is thrown out after like six years because he never followed up on it. <laughs> like he never showed up to court. Okay. <laughs> Neither did she because she had no idea what was going on. So Holmes is now married to two women, okay. living with one of them. And this is he is starting to build his, his castle across the street. Uh, it ends up being two stories originally. The first story is businesses. At, so at various points, there's a restaurant in there. He's got a jeweler's in there. He's got the pharmacy. He puts his own pharmacy in there. So where is he getting the money for this? I'm glad you asked that. He takes out loans from various people, usually under assumed names, Mm -hmm. from various creditors. So he's borrowing money to build this this building, Mm -hmm. and he just keeps borrowing and borrowing. Along his, his way here, he comes up with tons of business ideas. Like at one point, he's, he, he buys a glass bending factory because apparently that was a thing. Okay. And we think about curved windows, you had to bend the glass. Right. So he bought a building across town that was like a one-story brick building with a large furnace in it ah. to bend glass. Okay. Um, and he also puts apartments on the second floor of the of the, the the murder castle. Okay. So he's got apartments up there. Now the layout was said to be all maze like with hidden passages, secret corridors. Mm-hmm. We'll cover that in a second. But workers would work on one part, and then he'd fire them. So they didn't know too much what was going on with him building all of his oh. his secret trap doors and compartments and what have you. Okay, that's what my question was. When I was like, wait a minute, hold on. How did nobody raise suspicion or be like, why does this guy need? A rat maze for a house. Well, because he's building a murder machine. Oh, yeah. So he keeps building it. He gets it all. He has he has tenants in there all the time. Like, people are actually living in the apartments. He's For the most part, the ground floors, the businesses are almost always occupied by somebody. Um, in 1891, he starts construction of the third floor because he knows coming up in 1893 is the World's Fair. And his, this neighborhood is right down the road from where the World's Fair is going to be. In Inglewood, which is one of the neighborhoods around there. So pretty much a money-making Right. He's like, people are going to be coming to the World's Fair. Right. I can make money, and I can murder them. Oh. And sell their bones for profit. Amazing. So much as far as those ends, he actually has built vats in the basement that have acid in one tank and bleach in the other. It's... Yeah. I mean, it's a machine. It's designed to be a machine to to kill right. and make money. So he's got this this hotel, the murder hotel. People come from World's Fair. It is rumored that there have, were 200 people never left that building alive. Okay. That's a lot of people. Uh, they found he had a vault up on the third floor that he had put in. This is a perfect example of what he did for... To, to get money and swindle because at the end of the day he is basically just a con man oh yeah absolutely like it seems super like super duper con man the murdering itself wasn't first priority it was like an afterthought yes hold on to that oh i'm gonna give you a gold star for that oh because 
the the murders that he did, yes, for the ones that he did do, the 200 were basically profit. But he, again, he's a con man. He's in it for money. Right. That's why he keeps changing his name. That's why he's bilking creditors out of money. He has a vault. He purchases his vault, puts it on the third floor, and doesn't pay for it after it's already installed. So the company comes to repossess it. He's like, go ahead. You can take it. Just don't damage my walls. They try and get the vault out, and they can't. They can't get this vault out of the building without tearing it apart. So they leave it. They were like, you can just have it? Yeah. This vault Wait, was also supposedly what? it was also supposedly soundproof and airtight. So can we do that today? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Sorry, man. This stuff's glued to the floor. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point, that said there was one of the victims was killed in that vault by um, some gas or chemicals that left a footprint on the inside of the door from the person trying to get out, which they said it was a lady's footprint. Like the chemicals were eating away at her skin? And it and left somehow, it or the metal, and left a, a, okay. a, a, an impression on the door. Though, So he's got the murder machine going. Parts of this machine, we already covered the vats in the basement. They found, uh, eventually later, they found a workbench that had, like, nicks in it from knives, cutting. They uh, said the rooms were... He had... Everything was going from... Uh, Coal to gas, right? Right around this yeah, time, right? yeah, yeah. So we're going from candlelight and electricity is just around the corner, but candlelight isn't just what we think of when we light a candle. They had gas running all the rooms, and they had gas-powered mm-hmm. lights. So they said that he wired the house with gas going to every room, and he could shut the gas on or shut the gas off and just kill people while they were sleeping with the gas. Damn, that's brutal. Like the whole place was supposed to be wired like that. There were trap doors. To drop bodies from the third floor all the way down to like the second floor, and so then like from there to the basement. Kind of, yeah, for a body, a body shoot, yeah, uh, stuff like that. Secret rooms all over the place. So he's doing all this at the same time. His wife Mur- Murda has a baby named Lucy. Mm-hmm. They're living at the castle with him at this point, and this is when Ned Connor comes in looking for a job with his wife and child. He's a jeweler. Holmes hires him because he's looking at Ned's wife going, hey, how you doing? Ew. While Murda and her daughter, his daughter, are living there in the castle in one of the apartments on the second floor, he starts fooling around with Julia Connor. Mm-hmm. Like you do. Like you do. Ned finds out about it and is like, you know what? See you, bitch. I'm done. Takes off, leaves her really? with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> one of Holmes' things that he does is he actually sets up a, an electric buzzer. At the top of the stairs over his desk at the at the pharmacy counter. Mm-hmm. So he knows when his wife's coming down the stairs. So he can stop his flirtatious oh. flirtatiousness with Julia. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Right. He was kind of brilliant. Scary. Yeah. But brilliant. Julia ends up getting pregnant. Oh. Oh, no. Holmes is a doctor. Uh-huh. He performs an abortion. Uh-huh. It goes south. Obviously. Holmes is like, I'm not taking care of that kid. Kills <gasps> a daughter too. Pearl. After Christmas Eve, they're never seen again. And I think it's 1891. That's awful. Terrible. So now, Holmes is like, well, now who am I going to flirt with? 
In come Emmeline Sagrand. She actually didn't appear in much of the press back at the time. Like not much was really known about her then. It wasn't until digging years later that people were like, hey, wait a minute, she's missing too. She's Emmeline Sagrand. Guess what happens to her? She disappears. Do you know why? Because she got murdered. Because? I'm guessing because she wouldn't follow with his advances. No, she got pregnant. Oh, shit. By Holmes. So she disappears. Right around this time is when Holmes meets this guy called Ben Peitzel. Ben Peitzel is kind of like a, he's somewhat of a shady character, but he's a family man. So it's kind of like this gray area. You don't really know who he was mm. as a person. Right. But he seems to have helped Holmes out on a lot of things like moving suspicious trunks to the docks. But was and he getting paid for it? He was. Yeah. He was in it for the money. Right. So he's helping Holmes do stuff. Uh, they end up inventing a coal bin under Peitzel's name and Holmes tries to sell that and make money off of that. Um, so He's always had schemes. He always... Uh, all the time. There's always something. There's something on the front burner. There's something on the back burner. There's something on the other back burner that nobody ever uses. He's got pots on every damn burner on the stove. So right <laughs> around this time, in, in 1993, Holmes meets Minnie Williams. She's a, a, she used to be an actress. She's moved to Chicago. She's looking for work. She's like, I didn't make it as an actress. I'm not going to do anything to be famous, so I'm just going to settle down, use my brains. She becomes his personal stenographer. Guess what happens? She get pregnant. They start fooling around. Uh-huh. So while this is going on, Holmes is like, you know what might be easier if my wife and child didn't live right upstairs? Okay. So he starts building a home for, for Murda and Lucy up in Wilmette, which is another suburb north of Chicago. But he puts the deed in Minnie Williams' name. Why? He does this a lot because it can't be traced back to him. Oh, okay. By the time he ends up leaving Chicago, the building's title has changed hands probably about 17 times with different people on it. At one point, I think right now, the building's title is under his wife's mother's name. Okay. He, For a guy trying not to leave paper trails, he actually leaves quite a lot of paper trails because this is all stuff that's been figured out since okay. then. Okay. So he, he wasn't expecting us to advance in our forensics. Right. Well, we'll get into that, too. Oh, dang. Um, Minnie also is had some family pass away down in Texas, so she's entitled to some land. Uh-huh. She can't do anything until she's 25. Oh, so she's young. Yeah, she's right. She's 24 right now. Oh, okay. So once she turns 25, Homer's like, all right, sweet, let's get married. We don't know if they actually got married or not, but we assume that they were engaged. Okay. But he's married and Twice. married again. Right. Right. Oh, he ain't done. So, oh. He is not done. How is it? I'm so confused. It's not like it is now, though. Okay. I mean, there's not as many regulations on stuff. Right. You could literally open a business as a pharmacist if you just pass the, the test. Right. At this point. Minnie's sister Annie comes to visit in July of 1893, and they're going to go visit their brother. Yeah. At least that's the story that's told because neither one of them is seen again after July 5th of 1893. They just disappear. But guess what? Holmes has a title to some land down in Texas. So he waits. He doesn't go to Texas right away. Okay. But in July of 1894, he goes down to Fort Worth, Texas, and guess what he starts doing? 
He starts building another murder I was castle. Say, is it something else? And it's exactly the same thing. He's building it on credit. He's okay. got like a bunch of creditors he's taking money from to build all this. The layout's almost exactly the same. Oh. It's only two stories. But there's one room in the Chicago murder castle that was said to have five doors. Uh-huh. One and, room has five doors? Yes. Okay. And Texas, not to be outdone, has a room with 12. Well, Texas is bigger in Texas. We don't know the validity of this statement, but of course, everything's bigger in Texas. Right. So he's got his second Myrtle Castle going. And we don't know why. Like, it's just weird. Around this time, I think slightly before he left that, a mysterious fire starts in the third floor of the Chicago Murder Castle. That's the apartments? That's the hotel floor. Oh, okay. Now, it's never known who started the fire or how it started, but Holmes apparently moved all the furniture off that floor. Like prior? Prior. And there were no guests on that floor. Yeah, that was planned. So... That was for insurance money. Uh-huh. Third floor never fully gets repaired. It ends up getting a temporary roof. And it just never really gets built back up. But we don't know if Holmes collected any insurance money. The insurance company actually sent people out to look at it. And we're like, yeah, we're not paying for this. So we like, we don't know what happened. Oh, man. The third floor. This is where it comes to where he kind of sticks his foot in it. Oh, Him and Ben Peitzel come up with this genius plan to take out a $40,000 insurance, life insurance policy on Ben. Mm -hmm. Ben has five kids. Oh, okay. Two teenage daughters, or three teenage daughters, an eight-year-old son, and a baby boy. Uh Uh-huh. Ben's wife, Carrie... Knows about this. She's... Oh, she's in on it. Not really. Oh. She's... She knows what's happening, but she... Back then, you don't talk back to your husband. Like, she she knows what's going on, but she's not accomplice to it. Okay. So they say, we're going to go to this place. We're going to get a fake body. We'll get somebody to claim that it's Ben. And we'll get the insurance money and we'll split it. Ben owes me some money, so I'm going to take most of it, but you guys will have the rest. Okay. Again, he's even conning the person that he's doing this thing with out yeah, of more money. I was just seeing that, too. So, he, they're in Indiana, is I believe where it happened. He ends up killing Ben Peitzel. Shocker. Shocker. By making it look like a suicide gone wrong. How does a suicide... Well, if a suicide goes wrong, doesn't that mean they live? You would think so. But, okay. I'm trying to remember exactly the details. He he burns his face with benzene to make it look like he tried lighting something with gas in the room and ended up blowing up in his face. So is that suicide? Just a, That would be more like a freak accident. Right. Okay. But then he ends up pouring chloroform down his throat after he's dead. Oh. Oh. Which, Comes and, you, and then the autopsy will show that there was something more sinister, too. Right. That's not uh, right. Right. So he takes Ben's family and starts traveling around with them the Midwest with the family saying, we're going to go meet Ben 
at this place. And every time they get there, he's just left because he's he's trying to hide out from the law because they think he's dead. Oh my god! So he ends up going murder. to Detroit, Toronto, Pennsylvania, just for funsies. Just all of they end up going back to New Hampshire at one point. I think where so waste where of Holmes money. is from. Oh, I forgot to mention before all this happened, he got married again. For the love of God. Yeah, so he's got three wives. And he keeps saying that he marries a woman called Georgiana Yoke in 1894. So before before this plan goes down, he's married to Georgiana. She doesn't know about the other ones. And he's claiming that Georgiana, he keeps using calling her Minnie Williams. Which is weird. So to he, her face? No, to the to he keeps calling he keeps saying to the kids in the family. That's okay. Minnie will take care of us. She'll take care of you guys. And you go like, with her. Who in the hell is Minnie? Right. Minnie was the right. Yeah. But they don't know that. They don't know that. Right. He keeps calling Georgiana Minnie. Can't so they're traveling all over straight. the Midwest, bouncing from hotel to hotel. At one point, he splits them up. Oh. He takes the second daughter, Alice, and Nellie, the fourteen-year-old and ten-year-old, and then the eight-year-old Howard with him, and then the oldest teenager, Dessa. And the baby, he leaves with Carrie Mm -hmm. and says, we'll meet you here. Just take this train. We're going to go ahead and try and find Ben and get there ahead of time. Okay. During all of this, they actually, this is gruesome. They have to go identify Ben's body, right? He convinces Carrie to have Alice, the 14-year-old, identify the body. Okay. Why? To make it look more real. Because Carrie's got her hands full with the baby, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Back then, they used teeth to yes. identify. Yes. They would literally cover the face, put a hole where the teeth were, and they would identify just by looking at just the teeth. Oh, that's interesting. Because he was so burnt oh. in the face. The... Okay. Yeah, yeah. So Alice has to literally identify her. She's like, yes, those are my daddy's teeth. Would you be able to identify me by my teeth? Yes. Really? You've got amazing choppers. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I don't ever want to do that. No. Yeah. yeah, I probably could. So they're still just bouncing all over the place. At one point, and we, I, we still to this day don't know why. I think it may have just been to collect all of the money. Okay. So he, did they all have insurance? No, but they're next of kin. The money is just going to keep... Oh, it just keeps getting passed down. So while Carrie is with Dessa and the baby... He takes Howard away from the other two sisters while they're staying at a hotel and says, come on, we're going to have you meet your dad. He ends up killing Howard by just using poison. Okay. And he cuts him up, puts his body in a, in a, basically a fireplace Mm -hmm. and his clothes and everything end up in there. And then goes back to the girls and said, Howard's with your dad now, which isn't a lie. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah oh. so howard's with your dad we're gonna meet up with him soon eventually he ends up killing the two girls as well right it was said he put him in a giant steamer trunk uh-huh. with a hole in it and fed gas into that and suffocated him to death oh that's awful when they were found much later uh-huh they were had no clothes uh-huh uh, they were only the reason they were able to identify it was because carrie said yes the trunk that they were in had a patch on the inside with blue calico to fix the patch. And they found that. They found the trunk. And in the basement is where they found the bodies. Okay. So they knew it was them. Because by the time they found them, they were so decomposed that it was Oh, that's awful. Hard. 
but the clothes were not on the bodies. Okay. Right around this time, a detective named Frank Geyer has been tipped off to this possible insurance scam. So he's going around looking for, for homes. Okay. He's the one that eventually ends up finding the bodies uh-huh. much later. But it ends up being, I think, uh, 1895 is when he finally gets caught. No, 1894. Towards the end, November okay. of 1894. Eventually, he's arrested in Boston for something he did in Texas. <laughs> Dude stole a horse. That's what he got arrested for? That's what he got arrested for. This is like Al Capone. It's even fucking weirder. Because Holmes ends up getting... They can't hold him for that for long. So once he's released, he's like... They pick him up on the steps and be like, You're under arrest for the murder of Ben Peitzel. He's in Pennsylvania. Right. So the trial actually goes fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. But they do find him guilty of Peitzel's murder. The people that testified was kind of shocking. Um, his wife, Georgiana, the newest wife <laughs> of the, the hat trick of wives, testifies and basically is like, I don't know who this man is. She she wants to defend him, but she can't find a reason to do it. Right, because she's like, I have been married to a lie. Right. Like, I don't, the I can't, weird I don't know what is, to tell is, you. Like, his other two wives and everybody when they hears about this, everybody to a person uh-huh. says, no, he couldn't do this. That's not him. He's the nicest guy you'd ever meet. But he's a swindler. I mean, that's he's what a con he, man. He's a con man. That's right. what he does. Everybody right. thinks that this guy, there's, there's no way he could have done all this. So they do end up finding him guilty and sentence him to hang. He appeals all this. Uh, he goes all the way up to the Supreme Court. They deny it. He ends up being hanged, which will always sound weird to me, he ends up being hanged on May 7th, 1896, just short of his 36th birthday. Mm-hmm. All this has happened. That dude's only 36. Now, when you're in your 20s, that seems really old. But when you've already passed that, it's <laughs> right. like, man, he did a lot in a really short time. It's a short amount of time. Absolutely. It gets weirder. When he's buried, he has one caveat. He wants to be buried in concrete so his grave can't be robbed and given to science. Oh, that's wicked. Right? That's wild. So they end up burying his ass 10 feet deep. Uh-huh. They pour concrete into the coffin. Uh-huh. Put his body in, fill it more concrete, put it in the ground, more concrete. Whoa. Sand, and then finally dirt. I'm surprised they... We're like, all right. There's we'll a do lot this of stuff about this that was weird. Like he was actually able. He wrote a, a book while he was in prison. Yes, I heard to about make that. money. Yes, and it was like a bestseller, which you can't do anymore. Right. And I don't know if it's directly tied because, because of, of this, him? because the money should have gone to the victims' families. Right, but it went in his pocket. It, it didn't go into his pocket. When he wanted to take care of his family, which family I don't know. <laughs> Pick one. Right, but. It's just weird that that was okay. I mean, even the, the book that he wrote, uh-huh. there's one part of it talking about where he was on a train to Grand Rapids, Michigan, because a lot of stuff somehow happens in Michigan, and he killed a dude on a train, and it was one of the guys he was in school with at Michigan, and it was his first case of insurance fraud. But it was written by somebody else. Like, he had a ghostwriter help with the book. A lot of stuff in the book turned out not to be true. 
Why? Which is where we're going to pick up when we start telling this story all over again. Okay. With the stuff that actually happened. S- Probably about 60% of the story I've told you just so far uh-huh. is made up. Stop it. Nope. <gasps> Surprise twist. This is like M. Night Shyamalan or whatever his name is. <laughs> but good. So like this is a twister. This is one of those movies that actually succeeded. I like half of his movies. Every other movie, man. Okay, <laughs> The Visit. The Visit Ugh. was good, but it's in every other movie theory. It is in every movie. Good movie, movie, bad movie, good movie, bad movie. All right, so most of the stuff about his childhood was fairly accurate. However, his father, not a drunk. Dude was a farmer, never chloroformed his kids, never beat him. It was something that the papers made up later. Oh. Maybe I should start with this. Right around this time, William Randolph Hearst... Yes. As a newspaper baron out on the West Coast. Okay. He's trying to break into the media here in the Midwest. Now, Chicago itself has about five or six separate newspapers. Yes. At this time, newspapers are such a big deal. They have the newspapers that you and I are used to. We pick it up in the morning with our coffee. But back then, they were also putting out evening editions. They would put out two papers a day. The second one would cover events that had happened after that first paper was printed. In case you missed something. There was no TV. There was no mass media. Oh, They I mean, really didn't even have radio. How on earth did they find so much information twice having, a day? By having reporters out in the street gathering information. Also along with Hearst was a guy by the name of Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Same dude. Okay. Yeah. These guys want to sell papers. Guess what sells papers? Lying. Sensation. Yes. So. Entertainment. Let's go over the facts of things that actually happened. Oh, this is wicked. Wicked awesome. So, yeah. Dad, not an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't actually know if he sold bodies to the school or even took them. Really? When he was at school. Because that's like the, one of the main things about him. Right. Well, that was the other thing. There was a guy in Chicago by the... <laughs> this is where the new, This is an example of how the, the newspaper screwed shit up. There was a guy named Chapel. Who was a skeleton articulator. Okay. So basically he would strip the meat off of all the bones, clean them, bleach them, and reassemble them with wires and hooks. To, so they would be in the they could, schools? They could, right. And, they could right. be in anatomy schools. The newspapers called him Charles Chapel. Charles Chapel was the dude's son. This guy, the chapel that actually did this was M.G. Chapel. Like they got his name wrong. Somebody misprinted it once. And ever since then, his name has been Charles. Oh, interesting. So that was an example of a misprint. Um, do you remember the the uh, doctor that he killed and got the pharmacy from? Yes. The doctor was actually the wife. She was the doctor. They were young. She was actually graduated from Michigan a couple years before Holmes. She was the doctor that ran the pharmacy. They both lived until their late years and are both buried in the Englewood Cemetery. Never died. Never killed by Holmes. Well, they died, but just... <laughs> oh, they did. Okay, yes. Well, unless they were buried alive, but eventually they would have died. Right. They were a sick old man and a wife that he murdered to gain control of the pharmacy. So that never happened. Never happened. Okay. So they're alive. When he was building the castle, he kept getting different workers. Yeah. Take a guess as to why. If you had to venture a guess knowing what you know now, 
Well, again, like I said earlier, because they would question what is going on with this weird maze of no. a house. Think about who H.H. H. Holmes is as a person. He's a con artist. Right. What did he often do when he got money from someone? He'd kill him. No. What are you talking about? He never paid him back. Oh, right. The workers kept quitting oh, because they weren't, they, getting they weren't getting paid. Right. Oh. Right. So, that is another thing that has also been proven to be false. Interesting. The, uh, the murder castle. Guess what? What? It's fake. Are you saying it never existed? Oh, it existed. Okay. But not in the way that we know it have been shown for 100 years. So the documentary that I saw... Was about... all based off of information that was gathered from the newspapers. But wasn't actual fact. Correct. Whoa, that is mind-blowing. The second floor... If you look up any diagram of Murder Castle, yes. there's a diagram laid out of the second floor that has names made up for rooms that didn't exist. Like the Black Room, the Shadow Room. Oh, the... whoa. Holmes had secret rooms right. and stairways built in, but they weren't really secret. All the employees that worked there and the people that lived there knew they were there. What he would do is he said, I'm going to build a hotel. Hotel's got to have furniture. So he would buy this furniture from creditors, and then he would hide that furniture in the secret rooms when they came back to collect it. Oh. So, oh, God. He got to have his cake and eat it, too. Like, the papers were like, oh, look at this. This must be used for murder. No. It was just he had a stairway in one of the building that was there because it needed to be there. Like, everything was there for a reason, and none of it had to do with murder. That's... Mind-blowing. The basement. Uh-huh. They found bones in the basement. Okay. And to this day, they still don't know how many human, they were human, because at one point, there was a restaurant there. Okay. Back in the day, you didn't get your food shipped in plastic wrap stuff. Right. You had a they, cow, you killed the cow. Right. Bones ended up in the basement. You had a turkey, you had chickens. But they can't figure out if it's human or not? They determined most of the bones were from animals. Okay. They found in the basement. But they also determined that the vats of acid and bleach uh-huh. were boilers used to hold oil for all the the gas in the building. Shut up. They never found any chemicals in either. And they didn't even find what they were looking for. Charles Chappell told them at one point, if you look under this corner and this corner, you'll find vats. Mm-hmm. And he described what they were for. No, he punched it up. He, he made up that stuff try and gain a little bit of street cred they were just boilers wow. used to hold gas like the workbench with the nicks in it could have been yeah. literally anything oh right but the newspapers have said they found a cutting table with a fresh set of knives underneath it here's the kicker mm-hmm. the police are going through this building trying to find all this stuff right yeah when holmes is on trial the murder castle is already being torn apart People looking for stuff because they think that he's been tied to all these disappearances. Okay? Right. Police need help going through the murder matches. They actually have reporters. As one does. Help go through the basement and the building looking for evidence. Oh, my God. That footmark on the vault door. Yeah. Most people claim not to be able to see anything. 
So it's kind of like one of those things where people are seeing what they want to see. Yeah. Like one person said, oh, there's a footprint on the inside of that. So then the other person not wanting to feel stupid says, oh, oh yeah. I see it too. I see it too, yeah. Next guy comes along and is like, y'all are drunk. I don't see anything. Like the police are scrambling. And also at this point, the police are under a new chief of police who is trying to make his name and do his job. But guess what? This dude has zero police training. Like he wasn't <laughs> even a cop before this. He was he was an office employee in some other branch of the of the government. He's like, so that he's job trying to good. trying to do all this stuff and to make it look good. And these guys are just like the Keystone cops, man. They're just not doing the best job. Whoa. And then on top of that, you have the newspapers reporting and making up all this stuff. I mean, they made up everything. When I told you to go watch a documentary about H. H. Holmes, I wasn't worried because I knew that ninety percent of the documentaries you see are all based off of the first story I told. Where Holmes murdered 200 people in this murder mansion. Yeah. Guess what? Hmm. At the time of the World's Fair, yeah. it was never opened as a hotel. Oh, it wasn't? It never, ever opened as a hotel. Because they were going through it, right? No. Because he never finished getting it built and he never actually opened it as a hotel. So the 200 victims that died in the castle never happened. Holy smokes. Never happened. What we do know is that for sure, H.H. Holmes killed one person for sure. The boy. Ben Peitzel. Oh, the father. Right. Okay. The other ones he has... Basically, the totals are one known, nine suspected. Okay. Which would have been the the Peitzel family. The dad. Uh The son. Right. The two daughters. Yes. Julia and her daughter, Pearl, from the abortion. Mm, right. Um, Minnie Williams and her sister. Okay. And Emmeline Sagrand. Okay. Now, in his confession, which is hilariously fucking weird, Holmes wrote a confession. Yes. Wasn't it on a wax cylinder? The, I don't know too much about that because in the book that I did my research on, okay. I don't remember hearing anything about it. That wasn't in that documentary watch, but again, I don't know. Oh. He wrote a confession. Okay. Confessing to 27 murders. Do you know why he did this? Fame? The newspapers offered to pay him oh to do it. Oh my God. Even on his deathbed, he was like, money? All right. Right. Wow. Wow. One one newspaper came at him with like five thousand dollar offer, and another came at him. He ended up giving the story to two newspapers, so we don't know how much money he actually got from it. But he did it for money. But he confessed to killing twenty seven people. <laughs> at least five or six of these people were still alive. Oh no, kidding! At the time of his confession, and they were like, uh, "No, I'm still here, yo." Right. One of the women that was on there. It was actually a woman that worked with him, Kate, who he actually used her to sign deeds and titles on stuff. He okay. just put this in your name. She was pissed when she found out that he said he killed her. Like, yeah. There were literally legit people that were still alive. Uh, one of the, the janitors in his building, he said he killed him. And he's like, uh, I'm over here. I'll, I'll go up to something. He, just, right. he made shit up. We don't know why. So we really don't know really who this guy is. Again, and he's supposed to be America's first serial killer, right? That was also a headline made up by 
not the newspapers, but the media in the 70s and 80s. So. Uh, 1970s and 80s. Okay, so he obviously wasn't. No. Um, basically, serial killers tend to follow a specific set of victim victimology um, methodology. Okay. Holmes claimed his innocence until even after the confession, he couldn't claim he was innocent for the most part. He said there was a, a dude named Charles Hatch that did all this stuff. Hatch? Hatch was never found. He could never be described accurately. Um, but some of those things, like the when he killed Howard Peitzel, the little boy, the time they said that he did it in where he left the hotel and came back to get on a train said that wouldn't have been enough time to kill him, cut him up, and put him in the fireplace. Okay. But that's it's questionable whether he was able to do that or not. But did they they found the boy's body. Right. They did. Okay. But they found the boys, they found the girls. Fun fact. In this I fun? came across have you ever heard of quick quick lime? I'm sorry, quick lime? Yes. Yes, isn't it a type of chemical Yes. Okay. Yes, I have heard of it. I forget the actual like carbonate of something or other. But it's often believed that it's used to Stop the smell of body. So you put a body in, you put quick right. lime down. And it's supposed to de- decompose the bodies faster. Yes, I've heard of this. It does not do that. It actually slows the decomposition, preserves the body. And slowing the decomposition makes it not smell as much. Whoa, okay. Because apparently there was quick lime found with the girls. Okay. Bodies. So the serial killer moniker wasn't something that actually came up until last century in the late last century because serial killer wasn't really a term that was used. Oh. Up until the 70s or 80s. Wow. Right. There was actually at one point where they were trying to say that H.H. Holmes was Jack the Ripper. Yes, I have heard this. But timelines have proven that he couldn't have been and right. he couldn't it have done doesn't... it. And I think they've since found the Ripper. Yes, they have. The uh, Before, and this is the thing, before the serial killer, H.H. Holmes is not America's first serial killer. Before him, in Chicago alone, there were two serial killers. Before him, in American history, there were 35 known serial killers. Almost every single one of them had a higher body count. So all of this with H.H. Holmes was just media. It was 100% the media. Wow, that doesn't sound anything like what's going on today. No, it doesn't. Um, you can't trust anybody. No. You you just can't. It... Uh, the, the the papers did a hell of a job. I mean, their their sales increased a lot because, I mean, they were making up almost everything. If they had a, a whiff of somebody had a story about, oh, I saw them, they printed it. They didn't actually confirm if it was a fact or not. They, just, they just, they printed this it. This is good business. Right. This is a soap opera. Like, they, they tried tying stuff. There was a Murder Williams. Remember his, his second wife, the one in the middle with the daughter, Lucy, mm-hmm. had the house that was up in... A separate part of town, north of Chicago. There was a murder that happened a couple doors down. An older lady got robbed and killed. They tried blaming that on Holmes. But they didn't try. They literally just said, oh, he did this too. And he did this, and he did this, and he did this. Because it was sensationalism. Right. It's what's referred to now as yellow journalism. Yellow journalism? Yes. Interesting. So, even back then... I mean, this was the Victorian age. This is everything's coming around. Like I said, two years out from electricity, science is starting to be more popular. Which again, you talk about the bones and identification and forensic technology. Yeah. 
just two years after the Holmes castle was found and gutted, there was a murder nearby where they were actually able to use forensic technology because science had advanced just enough where they were able to determine what type of bone this was, who it came from through forensic pathology. So if this had happened just two years later, oh wow, he probably would have had much more certainty with the number of victims and they would have been able and to we'll find never a lot know. More. But we won't know. And we won't really know what is the truth, what's not, what's exactly. Been it is muddy. Um I like I said, I, I did a buttload of research on this. I actually if you guys are interested in digging into this, I cannot recommend enough the author Adam Seltzer. He wrote a book called H.H. Holmes, The True History of the White City Devil. I listened to the audiobook for that, and that's where I got the majority of the information. Mm. Because he goes into pretty much just the stuff we covered, but a lot more detail. I mean, the book's like 17 hours long of listening, which means, yeah, the, the podcast of this would have been 20-some episodes. But what's just mind-boggling to me is I sat and watched an hour and 20-minute documentary mm-hmm. with you. And, and you all walked of it away thinking, incorrect. oh my God, this is the devil. Even his last quote, I was born with a devil in me, he never actually said. <laughs> the papers read something where he was he was actually in jail starting to not deteriorate, but his health was getting worse and his looks were changing. Mm. And he said, I'm starting to look akin to a demon and my skin's and he basically describing he looks like a devil because of his, his appearance is changing. The newspaper gave him the quote, I was born with a devil in me, much like an artist or a poet is given to song. It's not my fault. Like Wow, they just went They with misquoted it. him on that. Even his last words were fake. Wow, that's speaking nuts. of he had seventeen known aliases 17 i was no, going to ask that you. we know of and eight suspected aliases that he went by wow i mean he changed his name on a whim and it's got to get to the point too where like you know when you hear when people lie so much that mm-hmm. they start to believe it or they get confused by like he was obviously starting to get confused calling his no, that wasn't confusion. That, calling calling Georgetta or Georgiana yeah, Millie. Yeah. I think he was just trying to basically say that Millie was still alive. Oh man. That's my guess. The whole thing is just it's is a mind twist. There's like I said, this is a very, very brief synopsis. I tried to include the wives and the murders and the sensational stuff that didn't actually happen uh-huh. so I could compare it to what actually happened. That's nuts. But there is a lot more to the story and I highly recommend you guys check it out because it'll it'll keep you riveted. It's a really good story. And then you'll question whether or not what you're watching or reading is is <laughs> That's just actual. It. I watched probably ten documentaries and all of them are along the lines of the first half of the story. They all follow the journalist's sensationalism and Fake reporting. So you found out mm-hmm. that a lot of this was incorrect by the book? Yeah. Well, okay. I found out by looking at I always said the wiki starts going into the journalism aspect of it. And then I found some stuff on YouTube where people were talking about it. So I'm like, I'm going to look into this a little more. And then I listened to the book and some other That's things. Crazy. I'm like, okay, so 
Yeah, it was. It was the police botching it up and trying to cover their asses. Um, the chief of police got sued by a couple that he held. Oh. He held a couple, the janitor and his wife, in jail for three weeks, saying they could leave at any point, but then they're just going to get arrested. Like oh, he got sued. Uh, the the journalists making shit up without checking any kind of fact whatsoever. I mean, just it's crazy the stuff that they just decided to print. There was no check and balance. It was, oh, Joe said his asshole was made of chocolate. Say must this. be true. Go ahead. Run the papers. Run it. Yeah. That's right, folks. We do the research so you don't have to. But you can because it's, like I said, there's... It sounds very there's interesting. There's a ton of information out there on this. It's just... It's kind of, like I said, with the, the Bell Witch. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, there's yeah, so many Yeah, but at least the different... stuff you have for Bell Witch, you know, is either hearsay or just stuff. It wasn't stuff that was printed... With no fact behind it. Yeah, that's true. Like, all the drawings of the second floor are hilariously inaccurate. Like, they literally made up names for these rooms. That's twisted. Crazy. Twisted. All right. Yes. That is the story of H.H. Holmes. Oh, by the way, the castle was never called the castle by Holmes or anybody that lived there. The newspapers gave it that name after the fact. Yeah, because I've heard it was called... A hotel. I heard it was called a, a murder mansion. Mm-hmm. I heard. I mean, I've heard different things. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you can no longer go there. It actually got it shortly after Holmes is executed. It burnt down. Um, I think they slightly repaired the ground floor, but right now, where its footprint is, half of it is a post office, and the other half is just a, a paved lot. Okay. But there is still stuff underneath. The basement's still there. You can go check that out. Oh, that's, that's nuts. I, I had no idea. Yeah, good times. It was good. That was really good. I loved the the plot twist. Thing we had a twist. That. We totally. I'm debating had a twist. if I want to go back and put a sound effect in there of the tape recorder rewinding. Oh my god! But I won't because that's just weird. No, it's weird. All right, Ricky. Holy smokes! What do we got next week? Um, I'm sorry, my brain is leaking out of my ear from <laughs> that. I'm having a hard time. Oh, next week. Oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm very excited. Okay. Uh, this is the Great Vampire Panic of New England. Cool. So we're going to talk about vampires. Nice. Yeah. I like vampires. Well, not the not the glittery ones. Uh, I said I like vampires. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about that. So. That's that's a an in, very interesting history. Yeah, I know you've been diligently doing your research. I so have. I look forward to it. Yes. Where um, where can they find us? They can find us on our web page or on Facebook. Those are both being dead serious. We have a Twitter handle at be dead serious, and we have an Instagram being dead serious. And don't forget TikTok. Don't forget the what? Don't f- oh don't TikTok. forget TikTok. Yes, the yeah. TikToks. I forget about the TikToks because I never use it, and I need to. So. Okay. It's just one of those things that I end up getting sucked into and watching for like an hour. I'm like, what, what just happened with my life? Oh, it's so good. Um, so, yeah, we're also on all the platforms. Check us out. We're Obviously, you got us somewhere. Um, rate us. Let us know what you think. Please Let rate us. us. That helps us be found, yeah, actually. It does. The more you guys rate us, the higher up we'll be. Mm-hmm. And the more fun we can have given stories. Yeah. So rate us. Check us out. Tell your friends, tell your family, and whatever else you do. Stay strange, my friends.